0: Welcome to another episode of the Empower App Show. Um, I'm glad to have you join us. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please go ahead and hit that, sub. well, is it smash or hit? I'm not sure. Either way, uh, subscribe to our podcast as well as our YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching this as a video, you can see that um, this is kind of a vlog format for today. Uh, similar to what we did back in September, uh, I'm going to talk about some trends that I think we're going to see in 2020, especially when it comes to iPhone development and uh, when it comes to Apple, one so, thing we're going to see is a uh, slowdown in innovation when it comes to the iPhone. So I think like other than maybe a few places like machine learning or, uh, you know, the camera, which is continually being updated, Uh, there, there's kind of the joke being thrown around that the iPhone has become pretty much a camera with a bunch of stuff attached to it. And it certainly seems to be the case. Uh, they seem to be selling the iPhone pretty much as a camera. So we see that for sure. And I think like iPhone 10 is pretty much like peak iPhone year. We might see some innovations where they're slowly going to get rid of the notch, but not, um, not a lot other than speed. I think that's going to be continually improved upon and machine learning and things like that. What I think this means for developers and for a lot of companies is that uh, the iPhone is a mature device where uh, we're not going to see a lot of changes. If you begin doing any sort of iPhone development, I think if you haven't looked at doing iPhone development, um, you should at least look at it now for your business and see if it's something worthwhile to take up. I think another thing is that, Uh, iPhone apps are gonna be easier to maintain in the future because we're not gonna see a lot of big improvement when it comes to the way that the um, iPhone screen changes or anything like that. So that's one of the big points I think with 2020 that we're gonna see is kind of the iPhone has matured. It's by far the biggest revenue maker obviously for Apple, but it's kind of uh, stable essentially. And there's a lot of benefits to that when it comes to uh, development and building apps. One of the big breakthroughs in technology I think we'll see is uh, the Apple Watch. So I think the Apple Watch will continue to see new innovation um, and kind of the future platform for a lot of um, new app development. Um, I think we're going to continue to see kind of the severing of the Apple Watch being much more of an independent device. So I think this is a good year in 2020 to look at, um, developing or at least looking into developing apps for the Apple watch, most certainly in the health and fitness space. But also I think that, uh, just if there's any slight thing related to notifications or time-based, I think the Apple watch is still a viable platform to look into. We've seen the launch of Apple TV plus. So, um, Apple is starting to dip its toes into streaming here, but also into subscriptions with Apple Arcade. I'll be interesting to see if they use this as a way to um, help companies build apps for the pro market, because I think this is where the weakness is when it comes to iOS, is that pro market. Now we've seen Apple emphasize uh, professionals a lot more. We've seen that with the iMac Pro. A few years ago, and now with the MacBook Pro upgrade that just came out, uh, Apple's definitely trying to get back that pro market. And um, one of the ways that they could really help is by getting more professional apps um, on the iPhone and iPad, especially iPad platform. Um, we saw the release of the new iPad this fall. We'll probably see a new iPad Pro next year um, with uh, camera upgrades. So I think that this is still a viable platform for that. So lastly, I want to kind of discuss Swift UI, um, because we really haven't, I haven't talked good about that since our episode, uh, a couple of months ago with Jason, but, um, I think Swift UI is not fully baked by any means. I think Swift UI is kind of where Swift was five years ago. Um, I've currently started building some apps with it. I really like going in that direction, but obviously that restricts me to only the latest operating systems, but Swift UI, I think is the future when it comes to developing user interfaces for all of uh, Apple's ecosystem. The thing about Swift UI again is that it's a declarative format or excuse me, declarative um, kind of programming as opposed to the imperative way we've seen uh, to develop user interfaces with UI kit. So in other words uh, with UI kit, you pretty much set up commands to draw certain widgets on the screen. Whereas with SwiftUI UI has much more of an HTML feel to it to where um, you have you kind of can see the structure of the user interface uh, based on the way the code is designed. The biggest weakness with Swift UI, like I said, is the lack of operating system uh, support. So you pretty much need iOS 13, for instance, which just came out in June and any of the other Apple operating systems that come out in June or in order to support this. And also the documentation is still not quite there. And there's all sorts of different little hiccups that you find as you start developing for it. SwiftUI though solves a lot of problems that we've seen when it comes to development of user interfaces, especially with teams when it comes to storyboards, uh, storyboards are a mess. They've always been fairly locked down by Apple as far as being able to manipulate them manually. So merging has been hell. And so SwiftUI really helps with that. And I gotta commend the Swift team also for really adding a lot of great robust features to swift in order to support this um we see property wrappers now and um the fact that return values aren't don't have to be explicit things like that the uh, opaque types that have really made swift ui a really useful tool i think if you are a company that is developing any sort of applications, um, in the future. I think it's certainly time to start looking at Swift UI as far as, is it production ready? I can't say that. I think you can probably wait a few months, six months until iOS 13 adoption is already, uh, pretty, um, accepted. And then also, you know, documentation when it comes to Swift UI is still lacking. There's a lot of great community resources out there that will help you with Swift UI stuff. Um, but, I think the Swift UI is the future and it, you know, you could start looking at it now and I'm sure that next year for WWDC, we're going to see some massive improvements. So those are my quick thoughts on uh, 2020 when it comes to development uh, and trends that I see next year. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Uh, like I said, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, post any comments that you have, or send me a tweet. Um, I'm at Leo G Dion on Twitter. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you think are going to be the big trends in 2020, as far as development in the Apple ecosystem. Thanks again. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode.